On today's episode of the Wave Podcast, the Ravens continue their preseason dominance. Winning streak is up to 22 games now in the preseason, and Isaiah likely seems to be a dog. We talk about what we liked, what we didn't like out of the preseason game two against the Cardinals, some injury updates on some of the guys, and Fox's update, specifically from Jay Glazer, on Lamar's contract situation. We also talk about a little bit of what's going on around the rest of the league. We talk about the Bills. We talk about Tom Brady and his absence from the Bucks. Talk a little bit about Baker and about Jesse Bates going back, but maybe not for long, to Cincinnati. We also talk about the Orioles. A lot of Gunnar Henderson talk. Uh, he's not up yet. We don't know when he will be, but hopefully it's soon. Uh, also, golf. Golf is back. We're talking PGA Tour FedEx Cup championship at East Lake. Uh, I had some picks. I gave out my picks who I liked uh, to outright win this one. And hopefully we get a little bit of chaos, making for a great weekend. And finally, we talk a little bit of college football. That's right. College football is back. So without further ado, here we go. Episode 17. Welcome back to the Wave Podcast. Today is Friday, August 26th, 2022, episode 17. One, seven. Our podcast is getting their learner's permit. Got it. 17? What are you? Or is it, or is it earlier in Maryland? I can't remember. God, dude. If you're getting, what are you doing? I mean, I, mean, I'll I, got, I got mine as soon as I could. I don't remember when I was. I was old, actually. Or maybe I was, I'm thinking I think, license. I'm I, thinking think I, was like, I think I was like 25. Or <laughs> I don't know. Don't surprise me. Yeah, come on, dude. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, dude. I'm doing real good. I got a nice recovery today on the old whoop strap. Good. Got an 85. Been practicing some new practices into my day-to-day life of breathing meditation and just breath work. Yeah, you were kind of getting at that last week. Yeah, just just trying. But I said that I was talking to Mark, actually. Mm-hmm. We were talking about, just about getting in shape. And I mentioned to him, I was like, you know, I've been in decent shape in my life before, getting pretty like fit, get looking nice. Sure. But my heart's been awful, right? Like cardiovascular-wise, my heart does not pump right. Right. I mean, that probably could have had something to do with the four cups of coffee a day. Right. That's what I mean. So there's just a bunch of different things. So I'm like, I'm now putting my heart as a priority. And good. I'm making some changes, man. I'm good. feeling good. Good. Feeling I'm, good. Happy, I'm happy for you. I'm Thank you, you, man. Thank you. Thank you. How about Are you? Are you like noticing a difference yeah. in your, oh, yeah. how you feel? Oh, yeah. I feel, I feel, I feel great. I'm waking up with some energy. Have some just like, even if it's like not making the changes like statistically, mentally, I feel a little more calm. Um, Things at work that would have like made me stressed, I don't feel quite as stressed anymore just by doing it for a month and feeling good, dude. Nice, feeling good. Yeah, how about awesome. you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Work this week has just been curb One, Yeah, me. my work this week has been brutal. But uh, I mean, that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, just being busy, having some shit to do. Good busy work. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Nothing really new to report. Um, didn't really do a whole lot in the last week. Nice. Just. We're so close to football. I can taste it. I now 
and past the feeling at my plums. I feel it. I feel it coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you? I am just so juiced. I could taste it on my tongue. The other day, I was uh, I was going to the gym after work. It was like five thirty. I walked outside and it was like seventy seven degrees oh, out. Oh yeah, dude, feeling it. In the there mornings. was a there was a nice little like brisk in the air. Like it was still warm. Yeah, I know exactly. But what you're it about. it didn't feel like that dead of July ninety eight degree. Like it was, it felt like it felt like uh, September was just kind of mm-hmm. testing the waters was, a little bit. I was we went I think it was two nights ago. We took Jim out for a walk, and there was like a breeze hitting me, mm. and I looked over. She doesn't care. I looked at Chris <laughs> and I said, <laughs> "You don't say." I looked at her and I said, "I feel football." <laughs> I said, "I could feel myself taking him out on a walk." Sitting out on my couch, hearing Al Michaels. Well, it's not Al Michaels anymore. It's Mike Tirico. Well, Sunday Night Football, yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, uh, Tirico and, Con- uh, and Con- yeah. 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 But I could just feel it. I felt it way down on my plums. And like I said, I'm now past the feeling at my plums. Mm-hmm. I think it's happening. Just feeling it all over. Santander just hit a ball off the flight court. Let's go, Tony. Um, I, have a thing, I have a thing about him and the Orioles that I'm going to talk about later. But yeah, dude, I'm so... This time of the year is like... It's 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 in there from like that weeks from like mid August to when football starts. I'm putting it in the same category of like that. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not quite sure. <sighs> it's the place where like you don't the the place between time um, limbo Auditory? Lim- limbo. Okay. It's like limbo of time in the, the calendar place year. Between time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's the it's the pace where like. February, January, we're just like, oh, right, I hate Christopher it. Nolan. I'm like, I, I hate it here. Get yeah. me out. Get yeah. me out. <laughs> and I want it to be September so bad. And we're there. And like, I hate this time of the year. I hate it. Yeah. Because it's like also like you could feel the depression of summer ending. Like that's just always a little bit of a bummer. Like, uh, I mean, I, I can't. No, really. I'm a fall. I don't, I'm I, don't, a fall I don't mind summer ending. I've never been I'm a, a fall guy. person. I am. But like just by like me, like I'm like, oh, I can tell kids are sad. You know, you got the back to school posters. Nah, I, I get depressed. But like, you know, tough shit. <laughs> it's we got fo- football. It's football. I don't <laughs> give a shit. Yeah, I'm, uh, dude. I'm so excited. I was listening. I was listening to a podcast earlier, and they were talking about it. Brought up the um, the Thursday night game happening tonight. I believe it's uh, on Prime. I believe yes, tonight is, is is Kirk and Al's first time. Yeah, together. I'm really pumped about those. Dude, two. I'm super excited about. Really it. pumped about Al. I or yeah. uh, Kirk. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's done some of uh, like the. Um, the Christmas weekend games where was he it? and okay. um, I was thinking who's of like, the other guy on ESPN that does football? The big like Saturday night game. Guy. Oh, what's his oh, name? Are you are you thinking of Brent Musburger? No, no, God, <laughs> he didn't have a job since that one Alabama quarterback's like girlfriend. Oh, AJ that? McCarron. He got real horned up. <laughs> um, what? I I'm drawing a blank, but he did it with Kurt. During like that Saturday oh, Christmas yes, yes, game. you're right, you're right. It's you're like right. that place where like, there's no college football, so they're like, hey, yep. let's just throw these guys out there. And it may have been an audition for one of them. Probably was. I mean, Kirk Kirk has been quite literally the voice of college football for I don't even know how many years at this point. And he's really good at college football, and that's kind of always been his bag. But I feel like last couple years, really, he's dipped his toe into the NFL. And uh, whether it's been on – uh, sort of like auxiliary Monday Night Football, broad, like not the main Monday Night Football broadcast with the main crew over the last couple of years or so. Yep. Or I don't, I don't know if he's gone on ABC or CBS or whatever, but <clears throat> I know he's. He, I've seen him in the booth doing NFL games over the last couple of years, and he's he's just really good at it. Like I've listened to him kind of mm-hmm. break down his approach to calling games, whether yeah. it be college or pro. 
and he's just really good at it and he's a really easy person to like yeah just as far as like his personality Who, um he had a situation i think it was a couple years ago it was like when the George Floyd stuff was going on, he had like a really good monologue just about people okay. in general. And, and like, I just was like, damn, he said that really well from a person of like, I don't want to say power, but like people listen to he's him. He's got a platform. He's got a platform. Sure. And he and he said the things he said at a really good, like wasn't over the top, but was like also did a really good job of walking that fine line. And he did. A, he, he, I love him. He's a great guy. And I would love to sit down and have a brewski with him. Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Kirk. I've, I've listened to him. On a number of different like podcasts, and radio say, he goes shows on a good stuff. bit of podcasts. He does. Too. He's he's very open and he's very available. Let's get him on. Yeah, Kirk. Speaking of getting him on, Roach goes to us again. Yeah, I mean, Mark Roach. This is a direct shot across the bow. I'm not even trying to ricochet shot. Yeah, this is a cannonball to the I'll middle of the cop. chest. I'm sorry. I said you'll be bad cop. I'll be good cop. No, no, no. We're running a bad cop, bad cop routine. Okay. I'm I'm done playing games with this guy. Get on. He's. You know what? I'm gonna say it. Oh. He's afraid. Oh, of, what we're gonna say about Boston? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was just gonna say the Red Sox in general, but think about it, right? Red Sox, they stink. Okay, they they're, do. They they're, suck. Their franchise is dead. Okay, they had Franchi. They had uh, or no, Bobby Dalbeck playing shortstop the other night. Okay, they are waving the white flag in everybody's faces. Yep. And I haven't heard a single good thing said about the New England Patriots for this season. Oh, I've heard actually everything bad about Correct. the New England I've Patriots. Correct. I've heard nothing good about And today came out top-rated NHL prospects. The Bees were 32nd. Yes, oh, how, how many teams in the NHL? 32. Yikes. Yeah, not a good year. Not shot. great. Now, now, I will say the Caps were 25th. Not good either, but, you know. Hey. Better than 32. Hey. Boston sports, the Celtics didn't get KD. They're not getting Kyrie. That's for sure. You lost Kyrie. You <laughs> lost Mookie Betts. You lost, you're about to lose Bogarts and uh, Devers. Your your city is falling up. Kobe or uh, LeBron's calling y'all racist. It's a bad time to be from Beantown. Did you your, know LeBron? Your coffee is- sucks. Dunkin' Donuts stinks. Dunkin' does stink. No, it's the it literally stinks. It's smelly and it tastes like poop. Did you know LeBron James is a minority owner of the Red Sox? I can't. I won't allow it. <laughs> No, we gotta have. A He's chat part of like the Fenway ownership group, which oh also, okay, which also has ownership of the Pittsburgh Penguins and I yeah, think, I, I remember. I think he, yeah, that, okay, so so that means that team. means nothing. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. Anyway, LeBron owns the Red Sox, just like so Adley then, Rutschman does. So then, like LeBron owes owns Rochi. Correct. Yeah. Damn wow. Rochi. You know, this is my piece. I'll say about Rochi. Every time a weekend a week comes out, he goes, "Oh, you guys didn't ask me. Come on." We literally sent him. Literally a chat. texted him last week. And the week before that, he needs to get on. He's ducking us because he's afraid of the. Uh, he's big leaguing us. He's he is big leaguing us. But, but I why? Mean, yeah. Well, anyway, that's a shot right to him. Back to Kirk Herbstreak. I'm very excited for what he's going to bring to Thursday night football. I mean, I love Al Michaels, old and senile as he may be. I love Al Michaels, uh, and I think him and Kirk are going to work work uh, very well together. I'm very excited to see how that boot. Cannot wait out. for those two. Those two are going to be awesome. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but back to the on-the-field stuff. Hmm. The Ravens are still the best preseason team in the history of any organized sport. Can I be honest? Yeah, go ahead. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't either. Like, I, I don't either. Like, five years ago, I may have been like, oh, that's so I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't care I mean, what they do in the preseason or the, pre- th- the regular season. Actually, I, I do. Honestly, I, th- I think I think the, the 22 it's up to at this point. The 22 games unbeaten in the preseason, I think that's really just a, a testament to the depth and the structure of our team. Who said it? Um, someone, someone on the radio made a really good point of like, I understand that like the 26 game or the 22, what is it, 23 now? 22. 22. 
it doesn't matter, but what it does show is the depth versus everyone else. Right, so yeah. like that showed you last year when they were at eight and three. Like mm-hmm. that's what that means. Like that if when stuff does happen and get a little hairy, you got some boys back there that can back you up. Right. You know. Right. Exactly. Huntley's and awesome. Like I mean, Tyler Huntley, Huntley is remarkable. I was, so I was I was talking to a buddy at the gym the other day. Realistically, like I, I think there's probably like at least five or so teams where Huntley would go into that quarterback room yeah. and be the best quarterback there. Yeah. Like if you're gonna sit here and tell me that that Drew Locke and Geno Smith are better quarterbacks than Tyler Huntley, I'm no. just, I'm gonna slap you. You're incorrect. Todd may think uh, Drew Locke's a gunslinger, but he is not. Oh, Hayes just hurt himself. He's been so upsetting. We'll get to the O's. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry to get off topic. Um, but yeah, Seattle. I think he's pro- he'd probably be the best quarterback if you yeah. dropped him into that room. Atlanta. I was gonna say Atlanta. He's definitely he he's starting in Atlanta. Um. Carolina, I think he'd he'd probably give those guys a run for them. Definitely Darnold. He'd probably give Baker a run. Here's the thing, man. I I think Baker's gonna be a dog. I do too. I think Baker's I do too, and I hope be, he is. I probably. hope he's gonna get out of that poop hole of Cleveland and and I think he's gonna be solid. I think yeah, I do, really, I do. So too. I don't think he starts in I don't think he starts in Carolina. Yeah. I, I mean I'm just kinda throwing I mean, New England, I think he's he he may be as good as Mac Jones. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't I mean, know about that. I don't know about that. I'm just trying to think of some other places, like nowhere in the AFC West or NFC West for that matter, other than the Seahawks. I'm regard Houston. He'd probably be the starter in Houston. He would have worked in Cleveland this year. Let me tell you about something. <laughs> that's that's for damn sure. But no, I mean Huntley is a very good backup, and it helps when obviously he's not Lamar. But it helps when, especially in situations like last year where Lamar goes down, you have a guy who's kind of the same mold and can run mm-hmm. the same style of offense, mm-hmm. and basically emulate what Lamar can do. Obviously, to a much lesser extent. Yeah. Um, and outside of Huntley in the quarterback room, I was really impressed with what I saw from uh, Anthony Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Do you that think they're going to carry three team, uh, three quarterbacks? I think they'll probably put Anthony Brown on the practice, the practice squad, squad and kind of yeah. and and risk him being snagged or whatever. Um, Do you think but I mean, snags him though? Uh maybe. Just may, maybe somebody that we could end up playing down the road, needing a scout team quarterback before Lamar. They see Lamar. I don't know. Um. But yeah, I think they'll probably carry three because you know, God forbid something happens like last yeah. year, and you know, I you think that's depth. why they are going to, in my and, opinion. And you and you avoid signing Josh Johnson and having him play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, another guy who just continues to be a stud for the Ravens. Oh my God! Please bring him up, Isaiah Likely. I don't get excited about. I will say this: he is the first player I've been excited about. About like you know, like you hear training camp stuff. Yeah. Lamar's throwing the ball well. Yep. Um, J.K. Like, different things. Guys, I know what they can be. I get hyped, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not in that camp of nothing from training camp is worth reading into. I'm not in that full camp, but I am with rookies and like guys who have never established themselves. Sure, Prochet's in every training camp little darling, right? Yeah, last year he was a he was a. And big the year before that, favorite. I remember people being like, "Oh my god, Rook- this, yeah, his, his rookie, rookie year." People were like, were like oh, "This guy's got big play potential." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't do anything. But Isaiah well, likely, defense, he didn't really get a ton. Of I was saying to someone at work, he has. I don't know what it is. But that one play, I think it was like a third and 12. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. And likely, or not likely, I'm sorry, uh, Huntley threw it before the sticks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He has that like weird, and I'm not saying this is a dog on Andrews, but he has something that Andrews doesn't have that I can't quite put a finger on of like when he catches the ball, he looks like a, he just looks really freaking good. Yeah. Like he just, he got it and I was like, oh my God, he's going to get the first down. And he was like avoiding tackles. And yeah, I was he like, pa- he passes the eye test. I was just like, there's something there and he's built the right way. He just looks like he's going to be a menace. He, he goes up really and gets smooth. the ball. Yeah. He's just, he is so impressive and I'm, I'm so excited for, because if he's a dog, 
if he's a monster, watch out. Yeah, I mean, like it it makes then the wide receiver room. Yeah, you talked about it last week. Like, yeah. it changes receiver, everything. Receiver, it changes everything. The tight end room doesn't, or the tight end room makes up for what the receiver room is lacking. Yeah, it just, I mean, it evens everything out. Mm-hmm. And and now we're talking about 2019 Ravens, where that's why I wanted him to go get Hurst this off season because mm-hmm. I thought he like, and so like, I was bummed when they didn't get him. But if they're gonna go out and get a tight end in the third, fourth round, when was he the third round, fourth round? Likely it was a fourth round. That could potentially be one of those picks that you're just like, what? That I mean, could end up being a pick where the rest of the league is like, how did this guy fall yeah. to the Ravens? Similar to like Mark Andrews. Yeah, sure. He was what, a third rounder? Third round, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I likely looks like he's been, he is every bit as advertised. Mm-hmm. I won't get fully hyped until I see him do it in regular. I think he'll get eased in. Now, I, I will say just to, to, to kind of counterpoint your hesitancy there, I heard an interesting stat uh, this afternoon actually in regards to his game against mm-hmm. Arizona last week. So the stat line was eight catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Yep. Right? He played 15 snaps. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Like, so, like, that tells me, and, and again, you know, you can handicap it because of the, the, the level of talent that they're playing in the second mm-hmm. team or whatever, third team. Mm-hmm. To make that much of an impact on so on few How many snaps, you snaps, said? 15. Yeah, that's crazy. So over half the plays that he was in on, he made an impact. Yeah. So, I mean, and, you know, I mentioned it last week. You pair that with Andrews. You pair that with Bateman. And hopefully one of Duvernay, Prochet, and Tylen Wallace can turn into not even a huge playmaker, but just somebody that can be efficient, mm-hmm. right? That takes so much pressure oh off my. literally every pass catcher in this offense. Yep. It makes it makes every player in this offense significantly better. Correct. Because you can't so – okay, okay. So let's just say by week 12 – Ravens offense got all their their pieces back. JK's running at normal speed. Gus is getting better, but you mm-hmm. got a run game. Hopefully by that point, Jesus, you got Stanley back, right? But you just got everyone kind of yep. Pete, right? So you have to have a spy, right, on Lamar. Have to, so, yeah. Have to, have right? To. So then, okay, you got a spy on Lamar. You got two tight ends that are going out. You got Lakeland and Andrews. You have to have yep. a guy on, like, defense is got prep. The one guy you can't let us lose to. Receiving wise is Andrews, right? Correct. So you got to have a guy maybe doubling him. I'm confident that Bateman wins most of his one on ones. That's what I was gonna say. So then that creates a one on one with him or anyone Likely, else, right. likely or or Duve or and it just instant because now you have three guys on the defense spying and kind of leaking toward two guys. That's yeah. just like essentially the math doesn't start mathing and like you gotta <laughs> like someone's gonna be open. And 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 that's kind of. When you look back at the 2019 offense, that's mm-hmm. why we had so much success because, like you said, you have to have somebody with an eye on Lamar at all times mm-hmm. because of the threat that he poses, yep. right? When you do that, you're taking away somebody in coverage. So that takes your ability to double one person away, Yep. right? So then now with the emergence of Andrews over the last three years, right, you got to imagine that there's going to be a linebacker and then a safety help and a safety on floating him, on him. Mm-hmm. Or, or a slot corner, nickel corner, whatever, yep. right? Bateman, you, you put Bateman on one-on-one with – Outside of maybe like six or seven corners, yeah. I'm 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 taking I'm taking, Bateman, I'm to win taking that Bateman the majority of the time. Yeah, All right. I like my odds there. And then, like I said, Wallace Duvernay Prochet, at least one of those guys has to you know win at least a few one on ones to give themselves Here, an opportunity to make a play. You you can't guard them all. You and, can't by math. Then, you can't. I'm not a math guy, but that I'm no mathematist. But you put that with a running offense that we had. Similar to 2019, right? You you stack two tight end and three tight end sets with the threat to throw the ball, with the threat to run the ball, yeah. and 
the threat that Lamar poses at the quarterback position. That's, I mean, that's but like Lamar, and I don't mean this like I like I he's a running back that throws the football really really well. He's, so yeah, it's like yeah. it's like he's also a running back. So it's like you can't just sit there and say, okay, well he does not let him beat us with his arm. Right. You then can't it, sell out to then stop he the can, run because then, he then can, he'll beat you with the pass. Then he'll beat you with the pass. Or if you sell out, let's just say, okay, they've been throwing the ball real well this week. Okay, we'll run the ball. Right, and we'll and get eight yards per carry. Exactly, and that's and, and that's happening against really, the Chargers. Exactly, and that's really what we missed last year with the lack of a run Correct. game because teams could sell out to stop the pass. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. could drop their rece- uh, their linebackers yep. into the box mm-hmm. and just stack the middle, mm-hmm. protect against the pass, and we didn't have a good enough run game. No, we did compa- not. Especially compared to what we had in 2019 and even 2020 for that matter. 2020's run game was actually very good. Right, it right. Was. J.K., rookie season, mm-hmm. Gus, and Mark uh, Ingram. Ingram was... I mean, he still, especially at the beginning half of the season, he, yeah. he did a lot. But, you know, we just didn't have that run game last year to where it was a threat. Like, even if teams were selling out to stop the pass, they knew they could stop the run because Correct. it was fucking Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman. We say all this. That offense ain't going to do shit if Ronnie Stanley's not in. I'm sorry. Like, I think Lamar's awesome. I think this, if Isaiah Likely is everything we're saying, it won't do anything. Anything if that line's not protecting Lamar Jackson, so it's not like it's just not nothing's happening. That 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 point's correct. I mean, we're not doing anything without an offensive. Or line. sure, hold on, let me rephrase that. We're not doing anything we haven't seen, and they have to do things this year that that like like we need to be dominant. We can't be decent. Like we have to be dominant. Correct. And and it will not it will not be without Stanley. So period, I agree. Story. I agree with you to an extent. Obviously, Ronnie Stanley at at full health is a top. Seven or eight left tackle in the league. Correct. Uh, obviously, he's played one game in the last two seasons or whatever it is. Um, and then, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, people expected him to be on the field this week. I think it was like Tuesday or I Wednesday. I think the reasoning why is that Harb said he needs three weeks of practice before uh, he starts. Okay. And okay. so this week, is like, well, we're at three weeks. So then, gotcha. that's my point of my concern. Is like, So for every week he misses... Does that send him back another week? No, it sets him back another... Like, like it's not just like okay, he's not practicing this week. So once he gets on the field, he'll be ready right, to go. Right, right. It's like, no, like he's still a month away after he gets on the field. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, if he's not starting week one, he's not starting till week so, five. So that 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 takes me back to what I wanted to say. I agree with you to an extent about Stanley. Obviously, Juwan James is not Ronnie Stanley, and Juwan James is recovering from an injury as well. What I've seen from him in the preseason. I don't I'm not going to say I have confidence in him to be exactly what Stanley is or can be, but I think he can hold down the left side to a sufficient point where we can operate until Stanley gets back. That to was a home. sick play by Moncada by I the missed way. It. Holy smokes, watch it when I talk real quick. Moncada's an animal by the oh, way. Oh, he's a monster. He, um he he feels like everything that Tatis is supposed to be. Yeah, that's a really good point. Good job, dude. Nice, nice job. I'm proud of you for that. Watch this play real quick. Okay, yeah, um, go ahead. Talk, talk to me. I'm just. Wow. Everybody yeah, is sitting here and saying like, "Oh yeah, well the line is better," and we were gambling that Ronnie was going to be back. I hate saying this. Like, it's now been a year plus, be two years with this injury. Like, what what's yeah. making us think? Oh, by next week he'll be fine. Like, no, like like if it's not if he's not even practicing. And he's not even doing any sort of football drills. Like, fellas, we are nowhere close with Ronnie Stanley. Yeah, no, I hear and you. Like, That's a good point. And we're nowhere close to 75% Ronnie Stanley. Now, I, I will say, you know, after the injury, we all expected him to be good to go last year. And, and he played week he was, one. He got he, tore week up. Week one, right. But 
you know, he everybody, everybody was like, oh, he's back on the field mm-hmm. towards the end of, of preseason and whatnot, training camp. He was doing his thing. He came back, and obviously what happened happened. So I think they're handling with kid him with kid gloves. Yeah, and, yeah, and they know, should. I, they they absolutely should. I'm not. I'm not arguing that like they're taking too much time. I'm saying that like, yeah, it's not. He ain't anywhere close. Now I will say this. I will say this. The longer it takes him to get back on the field, not even for games. The longer it takes him to get back on the field, the more pressure I think he puts on himself to have a job mm. next year. Oh yeah. Oh, like I think I think if he if he mm-hmm. takes longer than whether it's the fans, the team, Harbs, EDC, whatever, I think if he takes longer than they either expect or would have liked just to get back on the field, and he doesn't return to form or at least something mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. I I uh, I think it was Garrett Ferguson on Twitter mm-hmm. said uh, that it's not necessarily a hot take to think the Ravens could be in the left tackle business next year. Yeah, and unfortunately, I I think. It's a very real possibility. Yeah, dude. I mean, like I said, this is now coming up. It happened in, what, November of 2020 season where he snapped his leg in half, yeah. essentially, his ankle in half. So we're coming up on almost two calendar And then years. he came in probably nowhere close to being ready, and he mm-hmm. punched himself even more. Mm-hmm. I I mean, that could very – and I don't mean to like be like that fan. It's like, well, you could say – but, like, it could very well be like that's a career-ending injury, and, like, sure, we, sure. we've seen the best of Ronnie Stanley, and it's like, okay, so what, we get Ronnie Stanley back? I understand – 85% Ronnie Stanley's better than most guys 100%. Sure. But it's like, I'm sorry, I kind of want someone who is maybe 100% and then you could build off of it. Like, I feel like Ronnie, when he comes back, he will not. And I hope I'm wrong. Like, no, I, I think like, I'm not, I'm not doubting right. yeah. Ronnie Stanley's talent. I'm just saying, like, that we're talking ty- about facts here. That type of injury and it's taking now this long. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so this is a really damn serious injury. I, like, I believe it was, I believe it was his left ankle. Yeah, it was his left because he was he was rolling out this way, right, and I think yeah. someone stepped on it uh-huh. th- on his yeah, left ankle. It reminds me a lot of the Pitta situation where mm-hmm. it was like he keeps making little steps forward. And yeah, then, like, with some, the hip. Yeah, yeah something yeah, else happens, point. and it's just like, damn, like. That's just that was someone that was really good, and careers just gonna get cut short by a really unfortunate injury. Yeah, I mean, doesn't help that Joe put Dennis Pitt out there in the middle of the field just to die every week. But you know, whatever, I digress. Yeah, Joe was hanging him out. I digress. Poor old Joe. But I just, I want to be excited. But like, out of all, so there was two players that this whole offseason, like everyone's like, oh, the injuries. Like, it needed to be Peters needed to come back, Mm -hmm. and it needed to be Ronnie. And if Mm -hmm. you didn't have both those guys, you're not anywhere close to the top of the eight. Like. Nowhere close. So yeah, you mentioned Peters. Obviously, we we talked about it last week. He got on the field, and Chuck good. was saying he's on the field. Chuck uh, Clark was saying yep. he's on the field more than like people are seeing. Like he's mm-hmm. oh, yeah. he's on full. He's like almost um, going full go, which Cassie, is awesome. Cassie Calvert uh, quote tweeted something earlier today. Uh, apparently, he had an interception in eleven on eleven. Yes, that's awesome. Which first team, first team? If he's if he's picking guys off, mm-hmm. that is a it's good a great. Sign. It's a awesome. He is so important to that team personality wise. Locker room talent, leadership, like everything. Couldn't agree more. Also, uh, you brought up Chuck Clark. Did you hear the quote that he had? It today? fired me up. Um, it was either today or yesterday. I think it was today. I think he spoke today, but it was the that like he's like I did request to move, but like they're getting everything they have. No, no, that wasn't it. That? that wasn't it. So I saw uh, I saw a quote from him today that said, "If I'm not going to be a starter on this defense, they're going to have to come and take it from me." Oh, I love that. Yeah, dude, got me fired up. I will say though, like. From oh, I will say, I've just from what I've been seeing and reading and stuff. Like Hamilton hasn't been blowing anybody away. Yeah, sure. And that's not lack of like people are like, oh, he's a butt. Like I'm not saying that, but it's like, I think that was smart of the Ravens to hang on the Chuck because oh, it's like, 
it allows Hamilton to develop. And like we said last week, he can hang out in the linebacker and kind of be a floating linebacker and mm-hmm. doesn't have to play safety. He can, he can be what Jamal Adams thinks he is. Oh, damn. Dude, I'm all over the place today. God damn. You're, Firing on you're, all cylinders. You're like, damn. <laughs> it, I I think that that the defense I'm it's weird I'm more excited about the defense this year than mm-hmm. I am about the offense. Yeah, I agree. I'm dude. Because, I'm right there with you because I think with the new DC and just some guys they added into that defense. What you got three new guys this year essentially because Peters didn't play last year, so you got Peters, yeah. Williams. Yeah, you can look at it that way. Um, and I mean, you, you want to talk about all the rookies too? I mean, that's what I mean. Hamilton, like, Pepe, mm-hmm. who I love, love by the way. him. Jalen Armour Davis, who's been out there a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Jones. He got hurt, though. He did, That yeah. fucking blows. That does blow. So, Harbaugh came out and said it was going to be three, three to weeks, five weeks. Three to five? Yeah, so, damn. he'll probably come back, I think, around like week three-ish. Damn. Week two or three. Sorry. Which, week three is probably a good spot because I think uh, that's the Buffalo game. Then you got old, what's his name? Waiting in the wings. Who? Um, draft pick from Michigan. Oh, oh, Ojabo. No, uh, David Dude, Ojabo. I'm so fired up about that pick. So I actually, right when I heard the Travis Jones news, I mean, obviously it's it's a shorter, knock mm-hmm. on wood, mm-hmm. term injury than we probably would have feared. Um, there's somebody out there by the name of Brandon Williams. Doesn't have a job. Mm. That. Yeah, that one. No? Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't good. know. I thought about it. The I'm good. Day. I'm swiping left. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the right direction. Whatever one on no, Tinder. No, I think that's right. I th- yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm swiping left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I thought about it the other day. Like, you drop Brandon Williams in there for a couple weeks of the season. and I guess. I mean, I mean it wouldn't hurt. I just, I'll just i be honest. I'll, Dante, I'll be totally honest. I thought he was still on our roster. <laughs> really? That's <laughs> how much I just don't – I don't care about Brandon Williams. You didn't, you didn't notice that the fact that Travis Jones is wearing his number gave it away? Oh yeah, damn! <laughs> I I haven't watched preseason, dude. Like, yeah, that's I, I didn't. True. That's true. The only part I watched was that one drive where likely played like a man possessed, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, I love that." It's not gonna get any better tonight, so I just turned it off and turned went right off. to those. Shut yeah, down. yeah. Um, two other guys with. Injury. I will be watching this week though. Okay, Saturday night. Yeah, because these are like the the final cuts. Yes. Guys that are playing for their lives. Uh, Harbs came out and said Lamar's. Not yeah, playing, yeah. I, uh, cool. Cool. I don't care. I don't give. Don't let him. Don't let him even on. Don't let him off the white yeah, lines. No, 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 no. No, don't, don't even let him shake hands. I don't even tell him to tell him because to stay home. I don't want Carson Wentz touching him either. He has no soul, and he's gonna steal all the mojo off Lamar. I hate Carson Wentz. I'll you be honest. When Carson I saw him at DC that day, I kind of felt something leaving me, and it hasn't come back. I, I'm still disappointed that you didn't call him Nick Foles. No, dude, I'm telling you, like, I couldn't speak. <laughs> I think he was, like, looking at me with those, those weird eyes and buggy-looking-ass eyes. <laughs> I hate Carson Wentz. Uh, all right, so a couple other guys with injury updates from the last week. Gus Edwards was put on the pup list to start the season, so Expected. he'll be out the first four weeks. Damn, that Kind of sucks. That does blow, dude. That sucks. Kind of sucks. But our first four games are all against the AFC East. Yeah, Jets. It's the, I'm confident yeah. we can win two of those games – without him um against Miami I think we might need him a little bit more but I still think you know we've we've got a better shot than not uh and against Buffalo that'll be tough cuz their defense is really good um also Buffalo defense doesn't play great against good offenses but whatever I digress that's true uh, let's uh, not forget they let the Chiefs go down and score with 13 seconds left on the clock so that's let's, true let's and move they on. lost to the Patriots when Mac Jones threw the ball three times correct so that's what I mean. But no, I do think they're really good. They added no, the Bills Miller. are really like, the Bills overall team is really good. I'm yeah, not, yeah, I yeah. am not by all means saying um, they're not. I can't remember who I was talking to. Maybe it was uh, maybe it was Tim Kaine. It was somebody in the gym the other day. Who? 
Tim Kaine. I know, I'm just missing. <laughs> why? Why have the Bills just become the runaway favorite to win the uh, to win the Super Bowl? It's funny you say that because I was sitting there yesterday and I was looking at the. Um, by the way, I'm so upset. I'm missing the struts. I'm the struts. Yeah. Um, I was looking at like seasonal projections of like everyone in like the AFC standings and just like sure. I don't know. I like looking at that to see like what people are thinking. Sure. Not necessarily what I'm like. Oh, I'm going to base it off of that because there's a couple things I don't agree with. The Chargers, they could go, uh, whatever, fourteen and three. I don't buy that team at all, at all. Okay. I don't. But like the Bills, I feel like people guiltishly have to pick them for what happened to them last year. Like I feel like everyone feels sorry for them, so they're like, "Oh, that was so unfortunate." They're gonna come back. Like I think they're good. I don't think they're the best team in the in football. Like. Team, I, people see, are throwing that term well, around. And they like, very well could be. I mean, so on the offense, they lost um, Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley, but Gabe Davis seems to be the clear number two. Cole I Beasley's st- scared of needles anyway, so. Well, he's got tattoos. So. Yeah, but you can't really uh, see that. <laughs> but whatever. Um, and Isaiah McKenzie, they really like in the slot. So I think they'll probably be fine there. Sneaky in terms draft of pick with what's his name? Um, James Cook. James Cook. I'm all over Sneaky him. pick. I am very fearful of him. Sneaky in that good pick. What was that, second round? Third round. Third round. Jeez. Those third round running backs, too, always kind of mm-hmm. pan out. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, I see, I'm, yeah. I'm currently looking at, at uh, the sportsbook odds for him. Super Bowl outright. They are plus 600 to win Super Bowl. The Bucks are the next closest at plus seven fifty. Bucks are my Super Bowl pick. And then after the Bucks are the Chiefs at plus a thousand. I mean, I look. I just I'll be don't. Honest. I just don't know why there's so much discrepancy with the Bills. Like I don't know how. I'll how tell much you. I'll tell you the reasoning. I'll there. tell you the legitimate reasoning. Josh Allen beat Patrick Mahomes in that game. He played better. He was a better quarterback that night than Pat Mahomes. Correct. Josh Josh Allen, I think, is potentially the best quarterback in the league. Uh, He's my MVP pick for this year. Oh, geez, okay. I'm letting out all my predictions. Yeah, you're letting him fly. I just think he's real. See I, how much this changes. Josh Allen, and I'll be honest, like, I love LJ. Like, if I could have any quarterback in the game, I'm, I'm, I'm picking okay. Josh Allen. I think he just has, like, I don't. I think it was the second to last drive he had. It was when Kansas City scored with, like, a minute left. Yeah. And then Allen went out the next play and threw that bomb down the other half of the field. Yeah. I think it was like a second down or something. Mm-hmm. I, at that moment, I was like, "Oh, he's got that like." And it was like a frozen rope. too. Yeah, it yeah. was like it was right. Like, on it the wasn't do- that like Russell Wilson deep ball mm-hmm. where it kind of is like a it was shot. a zippy like it was a line on Madden drive. where you held the pr- the button yeah. down with a little bit of madness. <laughs> but like, I just think he's. I think he's really. He he I is, think he's, he's going to be very good. But I will say, I think if he if he doesn't live up to expectations this year. I think he's kind of in the same but camp what, as LJ. But what's what's the not living up to expectation? Because like, like, I mean, I mean, I think I think this year's the year he's got to get to an AFC championship at the very least. He did though, dude. No, he didn't. No, I understand that, but like but Dante, he didn't. I Dante, understand. I hear what you're saying, Dante. If that happens to Lamar, we're saying he was 13 seconds away if a defense makes a, makes a stop. Right, but being 13 seconds away and being there are very different. I understand, and but I've, like, I've been very vocal. I've said it on this program many times. If they beat the Chiefs, they go to the Super Bowl. They're beating the Bengals. I have no doubt about it. I, I think, I don't see. I I disagree. Like I think, what I think expectations are like, but also like I mean he's got he wins he's that got, game ninety nine. He's, he's got a top five receiver in the league. No, he yeah. Now but, now I mean last year, granted the pro, uh, defense didn't have any Pro Bowlers, which is bullshit in and of itself. But they had one of the best defenses in the league. Uh-huh. This year, defense largely the same. Plus you add a guy like Von Miller. So I mean, I bro, think, I think you're answering why they're the best team in the AFC. 
Yeah, I'm not saying I don't think they're the best team in the AFC. I just think it's a little bit closer than people may think. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean, any team with Pat, I think it's just that point of like when you have it's like kind of like the LeBron effect. Like any yeah. team that has that that quarterback that makes that team ridiculously better. Like if you take Josh Allen off the Bills, they're not who we think who we sure. think they are, right? Sure. If you take Pat Mahomes off the Chiefs, they're no longer the big bad Chiefs. Like if you take LJ off the Ravens, they're a really bad football team. You saw what they were. Yeah. I I think that's the reason. I just think he's every year gotten better and it's like, why do we think he's gonna stop? It's just Yeah. And if and if the last year what he did last year is his peak, then okay, he's gonna plateau, he's gonna play like that for the rest of what, t- next ten years? Like yeah, look, I mean, I Josh I like, Allen's really good. I dude. like Josh Allen. I like him a lot. He's really fun to watch. He's incredible at football. Um, I just, I don't know. I think, I think the Bills have some pretty lofty expectations for the season. That's yeah, all, I mean, all, yeah, I, I, I would say like they like. My, I'll tell you, they're my AFC Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I have them You're in the just Super Bowl. Letting them fly. I'm dude. just letting them all. I'm just letting y'all know. I just that's my Super Bowl pick. I I think he's really really good, and I think the Bills are really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they are. Uh, okay, back to the Ravens for a second. Um, oh, yeah. Before, I don't know if you caught this. You said you didn't really watch the game. Before the game. Um, I heard a couple things I would like to speak about. So, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, to – got to get some stuff out first. No, yeah, you go ahead. I, I'm, I'm the prepping Fox, The Fox crew was mm-hmm. talking about Lamar and his mm-hmm. contract situation, uh-huh. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jay Glazer, who is normally in the know more than other insiders mm-hmm. when it comes to He's football pretty good. shit. He's yeah. really good. Uh, I also – I consider myself a fan of Jay Glazer. I read his book a few months ago. Really great book. He sure. talks about his battle with mental health and anxiety yeah. and depression. And mm-hmm. Really good dude. Really easy to like him. I understand why people may not if you don't necessarily like He's know. He's like an interesting personality. Sure. Yeah. 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 Very well said. Um, he said a couple things that kind of Con- raised some eyebrows. That are concerning. So the first thing that he said was that we offered Lamar a contract mm-hmm. – with more guaranteed money than Kyler's contract, but less than Deshaun, right? Um, I, I, nobody really challenged him on it, but nobody really said anything to the opposition. Rappaport said that that on the McAfee show, he said that like he's like that he's like yeah I heard that he's like that was back in like April. Okay, so he's saying he's like the 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 Sean contract without saying it. Rappaport was like, has fucked this entire market up. Well, yeah, and and Rappaport, He's like, I know, and then, and then, I, I know, I know the, the the hit that you're talking about with Rappaport. Yeah. He said, uh, Bashadi of all people, who's normally a very close Quiet, to the best yeah. kind of guy, at the uh, owners' meetings in like uh, I don't even know was that it was. March, something February. Like um, at the owners' meetings, Bashadi looked at Jimmy Haslam like dead in the eye and said, "Yo, you fucked everybody," mm-hmm. and like Bashadi was the, the the one who was most angry about it. So. Well, um, yeah, because he has a quarterback he has to pay. Right, right. Yeah. But, yeah, so... Guaranteed. Said he, said said the Ravens offered Lamar more than Kyler and, like, said it definitively. Um, the only other thing that really concerned me with what they were talking about, and this is from Jay Glazer's mouth again, said that Lamar has struggled to stay healthy in his career, which is just flat out not that's true. That's a lie. Right. Like, that's, that's what I mean. Last- that's, that's why, like, normally I would have taken Glazer reporting on the contract as Bible. But then he said... The piece about being not healthy. There was, I was like, uh, there was two okay, things. Maybe this guy doesn't know. There was two things that people. Fox said last week that I literally was like, "Do you guys like? Are you? Do you pay attention to like what happens, or are you just like?" No, they don't. They read you, box scores. So it was that one of like he's had a lot of injury issues. Just like, 
Are you referring to him being sick and missing a lot of practice time? Because that's not the same. But yeah, having, having a having a runny butthole is not the same. <laughs> He's got to stop going yeah. to Popeye so late. He's got to stop going to Taco Bell. Like it's, me. Those, it's those it's those uh, church's chicken boxes. He's just got to stop. He's got to stop going to Jimmy Seafood so late. Which by which by the way, get the Moya nutritionist. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like like we all can do better with what we're eating. I'll be honest. Sometimes I do, I do pretty well. I do. I've been actually doing better too. But like I don't know. Like. You had beat ups for dinner tonight. I, I, dude, relax. I literally said that it was my one night the little pig out. Relax. I could tell from the look when you said that. You could go sit on it and spend. But Whoa. the other thing that I that got me mad because I, I don't like the person to begin with, Sean Payton at halftime. I don't know if you heard this. I was watching it live, and Kristen told me to calm down because I was yelling at the TV. Sean Payton goes, they were talking about Huntley. And Sean Payton interrupts oh, yeah, him, I heard that. and he goes, "Well, that'll help a holdout, wouldn't it?" And who who's the guy that was sitting next to him? Um, not, I don't remember. But he goes, "Well, Lamar's not," and he kind of like moved on. And I was like, "Sean Payton, you're so fucking stupid!" And he's not holding out; he's there. Like, what are you talking about? And he's not not playing the preseason game because the coach is deciding that. You Dude, idiot. I, I saw. I, saw I was somebody, so annoyed with that. I saw somebody. Granted, I don't know who they are or, or what podcast they have. What even their name is? They said that the Ravens should trade Lamar and make Tyler Huntley their starting quarterback. And in my head, I was like, Dude, did you not see what happened last year? That was literally the case. Tyler Huntley was the starting quarterback last year. Well, but everyone was also hurt. <laughs> like, yeah, like sure, that's also like, not an apples to Tyler. Apple Tyler Huntley started six games and won one of them. And the one was against, was against saying, Chicago. I'm, I'm not saying they should do that. I think if Tyler Huntley, if God something happened this year in Lamar, he's a very sufficient backup. Like I said at the uh, at the top of this show, he is the perfect see, backup I, for our situation. I think he's I a, just I think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. But I, I, but I said that, but I, but I, agree. I don't like, that's think he's dumb. a guy that that's you build bananas. your franchise around, especially with the Ravens that have yeah, Lamar Jackson no, in no. the building. You do not trade Lamar Jackson right. for, for right. replacement. Exactly Huntley. what I'm saying. Like, that's exactly what you I'm do saying. not do that, and whoever says that is a fucking idiot. Is an idiot. Like they're actually stupid. But it, when when Peyton was like, "Well, that'll help a holdout situation," I was literally like. He's not holding out. Like, do a little more research. That was like today um, on first take. Mad Dog Russo. Oh, Mad Dog's an idiot. Did, apparently, Nick Saban isn't even like a top five college quarterback of all time. Mad Dog's, Mad Dog's a moron. Did I, you hear what he said about Aaron, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers? No, I don't. You might actually like this because you hate Aaron Rodgers I hate Aaron so Rodgers. But I think even somebody like you will be like, okay, what are we getting at? He said that there is no difference between Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff. I mean, that's just idiotic. <laughs> Like, like he said, I, he said that Devonte Adams is in as good, if not better, of a position in Vegas with Derek Carr, and that uh, Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff are the same person. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but that was the message I, he was trying to get. Across. We can get back on topic here, but like, I think Adams is going to be fine. Oh yeah, I don't, know. I don't think it's going to be the same. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think fine, Derek Carr is like, Aaron Rodgers. No, I mean Aaron Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, yeah, like. He's really good. Yeah. I just hate him as a human. Right. Wow, we got off the rails there. Sorry. Uh, all right, we'll bring it back. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with the whole contract thing. Uh, it ain't getting done. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's gonna get done. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm remaining hopeful that there's a chance that it may, even though it probably won't. Um, and we'll probably have to hear about it and just be annoyed for the entire season. I'm already tired of hearing about it. I'm really annoyed with it. Like I'm, I'm so done with the, the drama of yeah, that it's and it's going to be going on all season which is going to suck but hopefully we just continue i still don't believe in. that actually if he gets out to a hot start there's not a chance that it doesn't get done 
I hope you're right, man. I hope you're right. Um, around the league, there really wasn't a ton. Well, there was some stuff going on. Um, Christ, not how long did we just talk about? Raiders a long for? time. Dude. Jesus God. Um, so the whole Tom Brady fiasco. I don't know how closely you were following that. Yeah, he just needed a couple mental days, man. Yeah, I don't know where he went though, which is kind of funny because like normally if he goes on vacation somewhere, I, I was I was kind of under the impression that. He had planned a vacation with his family when he retired, and he basically, like, Giselle was holding him to it, or his kids, or whoever it was in his family. Like, hey, we have to do this. We haven't had a vacation in 22 years, or 20, however long yes, he's been they in the have. Whatever. When you live where you live, you're having a vacation every day, Dante. <laughs> Look, I'm just telling you what I was feeling the situation out to be. Uh, and then there were reports that he was doing the Masked Singer, which yeah. was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then apparently on last week's episode or the most recent episode of The Masked Singer, Ken Jong made a guess that somebody was Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> so if it comes out that he was on The Masked Singer, that'll be fucking hysterical. Yeah, it would be really funny. Uh, but anyway, he's back at practice now, so that's done. Yeah. Uh, Baker was named quarterback in Carolina. Good for him. Happy for him. If he can play at his full capabilities, that team's a playoff team. Uh, and also the the – the quickness with how that quarterback quote unquote battle was resolved <laughs> tells me that Darnold is still fucking trash. Remember when uh, he came out hot the first like two weeks and people yeah, he was four zero like, last year. Yeah, and people were saying he was like, "Oh, he found it." Yep, and I was. I like, think I might have been in that camp. You were. You were in that <laughs> camp. He did not, and I was like, no, I didn't. I was like, and nah, he stinks. I didn't like him out of college. See, I did. No, I, 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 I said I think I said he was the best, uh, the most NFL ready quarterback. I think that's what I said. He was not. No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly was not. Um, Jesse Bates back in the building for Cincy. Yeah, this is interesting. So obviously next year um, they have to pay T Higgins, and they have Burrow's fifth year option. But I'm assuming they got to get a deal done with him at some point. Burrow and T. Higgins oh, were the Jesus, same. Jesus, right. This is class. yeah. You're right. Damn. But T. Higgins was a second rounder. They got the, the fifth year option on Joe Burrow, so he'll play under that, and then they'll work the contract out. It's going to be massive. Yeah, um, as it should be. I heard a report from a Cincy uh, beat writer that basically said Jesse Bates is going to come in. He's going to play on the franchise tag, and then he's gone. Oh damn! Which, come to Baltimore. He's a big piece of that defense. Come to Baltimore. Would love him in Baltimore. Come to Baltimore. Come hashtag come to the Ravens. No crab. We got to stop the crab cakes, though. You're talking directly to Ramey. Ramey, stop with the crab cakes. <laughs> I think you're awesome. Stop. Um, but, yeah, I think this is a this is a pretty big deal because he's he's the heart and soul of that defense. Now, mm-hmm. granted, they got other guys, especially up front, that are really good. Um, but the fact that he came back in and actually signed the franchise tag was a big deal. And the, uh, the report that he's not going to be back after the season I thought was an even bigger deal. Uh, all right, that's about it for the NFL. I think we've talked about it enough. You got anything else you want to say? Um, about football, no. Um, like I said, I can f- it's past my plums at this point. Thirteen days away, Scott. Oh my god! Thirteen. I, days actually, away. my heart started racing a little bit. <laughs> I know. I saw it. I saw it. In your I'm eyes. so excited. I'm actually. I'm counting down actually to football for the first college football day. Oh, Saturday. Not is it this week? Week zero, Saturday. Maybe. Yeah, no, it's the next week. When college um, game day turns on. We'll, we'll, we'll get more on. I cannot wait to when that morning comes, and I'm going to sit down on my couch right here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have nothing but my boxers on. All right. And I'm going to have a cup of coffee in my belly button, and then I'm also going to have it in a mug, and Chris is going to tell me to move, and I am moving. Take Jim out now. We'll, we'll talk more about college football a little bit here towards my the end. My God, but I'm first so we gotta, we got to talk some baseball. Let's talk Orioles. Uh, okay. 
Uh, so obviously the big news around the Orioles this week was Gunnar Henderson. Haven't seen him. Yeah, yet. I heard a report uh, from RDT actually. Barcel RDT was talking about he had a conversation uh, with somebody who is with the Tides and asked him about Gunnar. He was like, "Hey, when realistically should we at least like sort of start to expect him?" Never. And the guy from the Tides said that he is expecting Gunnar to be gone by, I think he said Friday. So today, when this episode comes out. But now I don't I don't know what that means or okay, if that's okay. even likely. Cool, fine, that's awesome. But like we're in a pennant race now, and we're past the point where it would affect the service time. Why was he not up on what was it Wednesday? Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah. Why? It yeah, makes, I don't know. I'm just I. Unless unless they really want to see him play first base, which I but don't, they've only started him there once. I know or I, twice. I don't I don't get I it. I don't. It until they call him up, they're not trying to win baseball games. They're not, or Elias isn't. Hyde might. I'm not directing that. Hyde is certainly well, some doing days. His best. Some days. Yeah, some days. There are some days those lineups get put out, and I am I am. I just I'm so excited about this team and I, I say it every week and I sound like a broken record. I hate the notion of yeah, well this window is a 10-year window, not this year. Why the hell can't it be an 11-year window? Why can't this be the first year of them really seeing who you got because I understand they're rookies at that point and it being the playoffs and you shouldn't decipher what you got, but it could go one or two ways. You could see it. Okay, they're not quite ready yet. Cool. We'll have them have a regular season. Just, just to play devil's advocate, the only thing that I would say to that point is uh, I mentioned it either last week or a couple weeks ago. They're not winning the World Series this year. Why? Because they just don't have the horses, dude. But like, I see, I completely disagree with like, that. We're like, fighting. We're we're fighting to make the wild card. And I mean, there are teams like the Yankees and the Astros who are just far and away better than everybody. I, else. I mean, I hear that, but it's like once you are in the dance, I mean, like any like. That's why they make the playoffs. If it's not, then why would they the add the whole any given Sunday method? But like with baseball, when it comes down to to five and seven game series, like I dog, like yes, the you first... can get hot at the right time, but more often. Than so not, you're the saying to me right now, win. if you're a Yankee fan, the way you've been playing, you get a first round matchup against the Baltimore Orioles. You're fully confident. Not fully confident, but if I'm right. a Yankee so fan in that point. situation, like I'm, but see, I'm, but I'm like, at like 85 percent confidence. But like. I just I could not disagree more with that because it's like, sure, like then like then what's the point of even trying to make it? Like that's the point of the playoffs is once you get into the playoffs, and ninety nine times out of a hundred are they are they gonna win the World Series? Probably not. But you don't know. Like there shouldn't be eight teams then, or however many teams they got now. Like it it should be only the two teams that we think is the two best teams. Yeah, I mean, look, I would love to see them go and win the World Series this year. I just don't think it's likely. And but I but like okay, okay, sure. They don't. They don't even win a playoff game, okay? But then they're getting the experience of October baseball, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, I don't see it's right there. Go try and that's just to me. It's such like a oh, well, they're not going to win, so let's not try. Like what? Why the hell them play? Like I'm just like I, no, I I don't I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand that I don't, whole. I don't think that they're not trying to win games. I just they're not trying to capitalize on what's happening. I I really do think that Elias and maybe even Hyde are are like, you know, we've we've put the product out on the field that we have all season, and we're still where we are. So why not just yeah, let they're this starting group to, of they're guys, starting to fade though. I understand that, but and and this is another point that uh, RDT made earlier this week. We saw what happened with Adley when he came up. He struggled to start, and understandably so. You know, there's a learning curve that you have to get over when you get to the major leagues. Sure, mm-hmm. he's overcome that. 
right? And mm-hmm. obviously he's he's turned into one of the best players in the major leagues this year. We're seeing it now with Stowers. Stowers is struggling. He's striking out every at bat. Very <laughs> significantly, right? He's striking so, out every at bat. Right. So so if we bring Gunner up, yeah, it, it gives him the experience. And like our like our buddy Heller said uh, a while ago, it shouldn't mess with his confidence, and it'll give him at bats. And if it but does, I don't want him. In terms of production, like I don't think we're going to get much more out of him. And I, I've been very vocal. I think he could come up and give us what Odor is giving us at the plate. That's but Odor's not giving our Odor's not giving us anything but, anyway. But okay, like I hear that. But just because those guys aren't, who's to say he doesn't come up and tears it up? Like yeah, I mean, like, I don't you know. can't I just, I not think, pull him up because you're worried he's not going to be productive. Yeah, no, I, I'm not. I'm not saying we shouldn't bring him up for that reason. I'm just saying if yo, we, that didn't hit him. It it, it hit the bat. That's third. I think that's the ruling on the field. It's a foul ball. No, they're no, it's oh. not. They're sending on the first base. That How hit. is this game only in the fourth inning? But, but it doesn't. That is it, so clear. Doesn't if it hit ball. his hand, he's part of the bat. Uh, that is, or it was technically the rule. I don't know if they changed it. I just, I mean, that the, hit the with the, the gunner bat. situation. I could understand if okay. So like two months ago, three months ago, you were like, yeah, Mateo kind of blows. They'll call him up, right? Mm-hmm. I got it. He started getting hot. Mateo could be a guy of the future. I get it. Rugnet Odor sucks. He sucks. He does suck. Like, he stinks. He's so bad. And As, Ramon, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I remember seeing him get a hit. And, like, Ramon Urias is a great utility bench guy. Like, he's not an MLB everyday starter. He's not. So, like, like if so, if you want to put in Gunner at third... Put Ramon at second, or start Gunner or um uh, Odor for the defensive part, and then late game you want a little pinch hit Ramon, yeah. throw him in there. I yeah. just I de- like even doesn't... if he's not going to be an everyday starter, I do think he should be on the roster. Who Gunner Gunner? Like he should be up in the major leagues, but he should be an everyday starter. Well, I mean, if his defense is as bad as everybody. Oh, no, but dude, is, if you but... put him at third or you put him at second, like it's not. He should at least be DHing. Like you put let Vaver play second, Urias play third, like Gunner DH. I. I just don't – I don't understand what's taking so long, and, and it's doing nothing for him down in AAA. I mean, nothing at all. Didn't I, the race just call somebody up yeah. who Gunner took deep a couple nights ago? Yeah. No, the Orioles called him up. They picked him up, and they called him up. Oh, geez. I, I, I'm, I'm so thankful for what they're doing this year. I'm so thankful. Realistically, though, I do think we see Gunner within the next week or two. I don't think he's getting called – well, uh, Oh, he's definitely getting called up. Like at some point, whether it's you know in the next week or if it's in you know three weeks towards the end of September, he's coming up. Just yeah, a matter of when. I, I guess. I just. No, I'm, I I really do think we're gonna see him in the next week. I just feel like with every day, because the service time's not a thing now. No. So, what the hell? What is taking so long? I don't understand. I don't. I don't get it. Everything else, Hyder's done a great job. I want them to make the playoffs so he can win AL. Manager of the year or coach of the year, whatever it's called. Um, I just I, I and even when Adley was struggling, though, like he added a cultural change. Yes, so that, like that, I, like that it, I wholeheartedly. So like it's not like he was sucking and they didn't start winning once he started winning. Like Adley's just started to play consistently well. So it's like, so what are we waiting for? Right. I just I don't know. I just think it's silly and like it would spark a little plug for this last month of the season. If they're waiting for September call-ups, I'm annoyed because, like, you had a 40-man roster spot and you you filled it with a no-name. Like, I'm just like, 
what are we doing? Yeah, I'm, I hear you. Uh, so my buddy just sent me an article from Adam Schefter with a very problematic headline for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, okay. Won't get into oh, it. Oh, yeah. Todd, Todd sent that. Oh, did he? So maybe I got two, the same thing. Anyway, that's a big deal. Um, we won't talk about that now, though. Um, but, yeah, back to the Orioles. I think we see Gunner within the next week, optimistically. Oh, God. Optimistically, I think we could see him this weekend. But I think I think by next Friday, in a week when we're talking about this. If, if he's not up by the next episode. I'm going to have problems. No, I will be at Camden Yards protesting. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'll buy tickets. I'll have a sign. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be right there with you. Another, uh, another Orioles prospect talk. Grayson Rodriguez threw a bullpen. That is such great news. Great news. That, I don't know if I want him to get, I'm, I know I said last year I kind of felt it in my plums. I think it was a little bit of me getting a little too excited. Yeah, you were, you were very excited. I don't want that. I want him to just be healthy, get healthy and be there on the opening day roster next year. I want him to start. I'm letting you know right now. No, he will be. If he is not on the opening day roster, if the opening day roster does not consist of Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, D.L. Hall, Grayson Rodriguez, Kyle Stowers, I will lose my collective mind. You think there's any other ones that could potentially make the opening day roster? No, Colton will be a mid-season call-up. Okay. Um, What about Westy? I can see Westy maybe getting traded this this offseason, dude. Yeah, I There's can see not especially, enough. especially with Todd telling us that uh, Jackson Holiday is going to be starting at Delmarva, which means... Well, dude, he's already at Delmarva. Oh, he's already there? Yes, he just got called up. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean... I mean so Jackson he, could, he from, could potentially start at Aberdeen then next year. Maybe he might even go up to Bowie, dude. He may skip that. If that's the case, yeah, Westberg is gone. I There's just... But even if... Even if he's in... There's, there's not enough spots. Right. Like, either he... Yo, could you imagine if we see Jackson Holiday like, in the playoffs next year? Yeah, like it, that would be nuts. Something like there, someone's getting traded. Like, yeah, well, they have Heston, to. Colton, Gunner, right? Jackson, Jackson, right. Jordy. Like You're someone's. Right yeah, dude, I'm. I got something in my throat right now. It is not comfy. <laughs> someone's getting traded, and it should. Like you need to to go get a piece. Sure. I'm in favor of maybe getting a bat piece for a DH everyday DHer. Someone made a really interesting point. Now, nah, locked on Orioles, Connor Nuke. Awesome podcast, if you mm-hmm. got a second. Great He podcast. uploads 35-minute episodes like almost daily about yeah, like, the night no, they're, before. they're awesome He pointed out that the Orioles could potentially, this next coming up offseason, sign a catcher who could also be an everyday DH. DH. So Wilson Contreras. Which I think would probably be smart. Wilson Contreras, Gary Sanchez. I do not want Gary Sanchez. Oh, I want base. no part so of So Wilson Sanchez. Contreras would be like the gold standard could of that. Could they afford Wilson Contreras, though? I feel like he's probably gonna. No, it would be a big. It would be a big splash if right, they did that's that. That's what I mean. But you could have him DHing, and then say on days that we want to rest Adley, throw him in the DH and have you catch. Yeah, I mean they definitely need somebody to to help out. All I know is is old old Torino's is not the answer. No, Torino's needs to go home. Lows. Yeah, he's bad. But regardless, this off is gonna be really fun. Um, uh, who's the the pitcher from San Francisco? Rond- um, um, Rod- Rodon, Carlos Rodon. Rodon? Rod- I don't know how Carlos to Carlos Rod. I don't really know either. Rodon or Rodon? I think it's Rodon. Is there an accent over the second O? Yes. Yeah, Rodon. Yeah. 
So I had it right. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think they're going to do something. And so, like, I was, there's a, this really sweet old man I took to the Pirates game. Mm-hmm. Or he, he comes in every day. He does, I sit, my, my desk is right at the door. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and he says, talks to me about the Orioles right away. <laughs> That's awesome. And he's the coolest dude ever. But he said to me, He's like, it makes now next opening day exciting. It mm. makes the off season exciting. He's oh, like, we're going to next opening day. He, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you don't now, like you know, last year going into the season, you weren't expecting this, were you? And I was like, certainly not. I was like, no. He's like, so now you have an excitement. And I'm like, I oh, know, and it's great. It's wonderful. I've said it time and time again on this program. I'll say it again. There is nothing better than good baseball in Baltimore. Nothing. Nothing. Mm, yeah. Nothing. Um. That was really it on the Orioles. Just a lot of Gunner talk. Um, Cedric Mullins at the Little League so World cool. Series Classic, so awesome, announced that he is all in for the World Baseball Classic. That's awesome. But yeah, so now Cedric Mullins joins an such a cool announcement. Congrats, Cedric. Who's back, by the way? Um, Bryce is he back. is so. Did you see he hit two home runs sure in the first did. game? They had a walk off base hit last night. Sure did. Um, that outfield is Bryce, Bryce Harper, Cedric, Ceddy, and Mike Trout. Mike Trout, and then um, someone else just jumped on. Um, oh, I didn't see that. It's Bryce Ceddy. Trout and oh Mookie, no they, way they landed Mookie. So Trevor Story is second base, uh, Goldschmidt's first, Arenado's third. Do they have a shortstop yet? Uh, no, they do not. Uh, catcher is Ramuto. Hell yeah! That's a lot of personality on that team. You know who Goldschmidt reminds me of that team a little bit mm. is um Jim Leland Cantley of the Presidents Cup team. A little yeah. low personality, yeah. but has that serial killer like oh, I'm yeah. gonna kill you. Uh, like I'm gonna kill you. Cantley had that like during the pre- or the Cantley, during the Ryder Cup. I'm sorry, yes. yeah, he yeah, had that like because when they announced the roster for that, at first I was like, they don't look like they got any dogs. Which goes back to what I'm saying about what the O's on the paper initially. You looked at that and you're like, damn, they don't match up. They they got the big dogs, but like there was a couple pieces in there during the Ryder Cup that you were like, are they really doing that? And then they got those dogs you didn't know were dogs yet, right? And dogs does come out during the right times. Dude. Like Jason Kelsey said when Philly won the Super Bowl, hungry dogs, hungry dogs run faster. Mm, I hate Philly. Had a so. little gravel mouth there. I don't give a shit yeah, about Yeah, you Philly. do hate Philly. You hate the, Philly more than the, I think anybody hates anywhere. They're the dumbest city for having a fake sports icon as a statue. In a way, I think they're like a great sports city, though. No, that's embarrassing, dude. That I mean, would be like... That would be like... How can you not love Rocky, though? I understand I love Rocky. That would, like, <laughs> that would be like New York City having a statue of like Spider-Man and actually thinking Spider-Man was real. I mean, they know Rocky's not real. Though. Are we sure? Yeah. Are we sure? It's all Philadelphia. Right, we don't have to get into Philly that's right embarrassing. Um, all right. Yeah. So that's about it on baseball. Bryce Harper back. Cedric Mullins World Baseball Classic. Hopefully, we see Gunner soon, and Grayson is back to throwing baseballs, which is good. It's great news. Uh, great news. Great news. Real quick before we move on, I know normally that's it for us, uh, but we got some other stuff happening. We got FedEx uh, FedEx Cup. So pumped PGA about this Tour weekend. So happening. pumped about this weekend. So I actually I tweeted it out last night. I had some picks for oh. who I liked outright to win the tournament this week. So uh, obviously, for those who don't know, this is the tournament where, based off of how you play over the course mm-hmm. of the season, yep. you get strokes to start. Which, so different starting yep. positions, right? So obviously, Scotty Scheffler is the number one spot. He's starting ten back, <laughs> obviously or ten under rather, S- obviously. Patrick Cantlay in the number two spot, who I believe won this tournament last year, right? He won the FedEx Cup. Uh, who was or it? Won the tour championship. Yes, 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 he did. Patrick Cantlay will be starting at eight under. Started, mm-hmm. I should say, at eight under. Uh, Will Zalatoris was supposed to start at seven under, but he withdrew with, uh, I believe, herniated discs or 
Yeah, something bad back injury. When someone says they have herniated discs, it sounds. Awful. I'm like, yo, are you? <laughs> do you need me to make you some dinner and like bring you over? Yeah, some you want stuff? bowl soup? God damn. Um, so Whoa. Xander is filling in that spot, and I, I assumed everybody just got moved up. I assume everybody just got moved up one spot. So Xander starting at seven under. Sam Burns starting at six under. All right, so with Xander stepping into where Will's Alatoris would have started at seven under. Mm-hmm. Sam Burns will be starting at six under. Sam Burns. Uh, so literally under Sam Burns in my notes for this week, I literally have how the fuck. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Who is he? <laughs> I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know he was a golfer. <laughs> uh, but anyway, good for him. Cam Smith, Rory, and Tony Finau starting five under par. Watch out for Cam Smith. John Rom, JT, Cam Young, and your boy Matthew Fitzpatrick starting four under par. Fuck him. No, watch out for Cam Smith. I'm. This is his last like PGA Tour event before he goes out to live. That there's some bad blood going on with that. Oh yeah. And like, whoa, Sky Scheffler stepped in his line a couple weeks ago. Like, watch, just watch out. That man's kind of like he. He's dangerous, and like anyone that walks around with that hairstyle and that mustache, he doesn't care. No, and, no, and like, certainly doesn't. Like, so when he gets hot, there ain't nobody better than him. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, so I tweeted yesterday that I had some picks. Uh, so I liked first of all, I liked John Rahm at plus fourteen hundred, so fourteen to one. Uh, I liked him only because Rahm is very streaky when it comes to golf. Um, yeah. and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't necessarily remember his track record. I can't remember if he's particularly done well or not at East Lake. Um, but last week I think he was one under after the cut. And then on Saturday he shot like a six under and I believe he finished in the top 10 in oh, last nice. week's BMW championship. So when John Rom gets hot, I don't know if there's anybody better on the planet than him. I still think Cam Smith when they're, if we're talking about when they're hot. Yeah. yeah it's like Cam when, Smith. Sure. But. All I'm saying is, if John Rom catches Rahm fire nuts, a little bit, though. he when can he's, he can over, hot, he nuts. can overcome uh-huh. his starting spot. Yeah, uh, I also loved Cam Smith at twenty to one plus mm-hmm. two thousand. Cam Smith is is dangerous for the week. same reason that you brought up. There's bad blood. This is probably going to be the last tournament he plays in before he announces he's going to live. I think it would please him more than anybody <laughs> just to win this tournament and yeah. shove it in yeah. Scotty Scheffler's face. Yeah, and be like, all right, I'm out. See ya. And take mm-hmm. his hundred and twenty million or whatever Liv offers him. Um, I like JT at same odds as Cam Smith plus two thousand, just because it's Justin Thomas, and you know he he's is, another guy when he gets hot. It's, when he's it's, hot, man, it's curtains. And and he's a guy who plays with a lot of emotion and a lot of fire. So if he really really gets into it, he feeds off the energy of the crowd. Mm-hmm. I think he could go on a run and overcome his uh, his five back or whatever four back whatever his starting spot is. I don't remember what it was. Um. I thought about taking Scotty just for the sole purpose of he was starting ten strokes ahead, or he was starting ten under, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at two to one, I just didn't see the value. You know, a lot of people really liked Xander. I don't know what his odds were coming in. I know he's currently in second place behind Scotty. Uh, I think he's five strokes behind Scotty. Xander can't close, so he's exactly. not a threat. He's not exactly. a threat. I love Xander. I love him. He. Oh yeah. He, but I anyway, love him. Like that I've... was that was my reasoning for the for the picks yeah. that I tweeted out yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so here's the leaderboard. Scotty Scheffler, 15 under par. Xander Shoffley, 10 under par. Your boy, Matthew Fitzpatrick, 9 under par. God damn it. Patrick Cantlay, 80, or excuse me, 8 under par. 80? God! <laughs> Joaquin Neiman, 8 under par. Rory McIlroy, 7 under par, who mm. started with a triple today, by the mm. way. Not great. Cam Smith, 7 Been under par. Been a little par. distracted. Cam Smith, 7 under par. Uh, moved down a little bit. 
John Rahm, six under par. Uh, Justin Thomas, six under par. Colin Morikawa, five under par, and so uh-huh. on and so on. But anyway, I think this should make for a really good weekend. Yeah, I'm pumped to watch it this weekend. Very excited. I'm also kind of sad that we're kind of getting to that point of the uh, – Where golf's kind of over. Yeah, that's a really sucky time of the year. Yeah. I didn't really watch hardly enough this year either, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I always tell myself I'm going to watch a ton of golf every – I watched and then, so much golf last year. It was ridiculous, yeah. but – um. Yeah, and of course, then with like COVID, that was also heading into like that COVID. Spur- yeah. Like it was weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would love to see. I I hate when like big event golf events aren't entertaining. It makes me like mad. Like I hate when like there's like a clear winner on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and where they run away with it. I'm just like, it's no you want fun. chaos. I want chaos. <laughs> so I want like guys to choke shit. Like I love Scotty. I want him to choke this. Yeah. I want him to choke it, and I want someone that like wasn't in second to spring up that's yeah. what I want um, but yeah anyway uh, other than the tour championship there was a lot of stuff going oh on oh my with god PGA so tour restructuring much. hey Scott uh, what do you know the PGA Tour just pulled like 150 million out of nowhere ah. Where, where'd that come from um, I'll tell you where they Saudi Arabia bang fun pardon them that's what made them do that obviously I know live, live. yeah Made the no, it came from what they've had forever, and yeah, I mean Jay Jay Moynihan has literally just told everybody that they've been sitting on all this money, yeah. and but regardless, it took a while to get here. Very unethical in terms of you know how they should have been treating their players. Mm-hmm. But did I read that the players make five million dollars even if you miss the cut? Uh, I don't think so. Or was it five thousand dollars? I think it has to do with like world golf rankings and earnings and whatnot. But I remember one of the biggest things was that they get a travel stipend of like five hundred thousand dollars or something per year. That might be what I saw. Yeah, that might. Be so what that's I saw. huge because I mean, how how often do we hear about guy? Oh, guys lost money on a weekend because they got to pay for their travel, and that's another thing that gets covered. They get a travel stipend and all that other. That's stuff. definitely what I saw. Yeah, but anyway, regardless of how long it took us or, or what it took to get here. I'm glad because for those middle to the bottom of the pack of the PGA guys, this is who it helps the most. So I'm really happy for them. Uh, fuck Jay Moynihan for making it have to get to this point. But Stupid. Good for them anyway. So hold on. Here's a letter Jay Moynihan sent to PGA Tour players today. Some more changes. $5,000 for missed cuts. So I guess that's just like a, hey, here you go. But like I mean, I, I mean, it's, I would, it's money to show. I would la- gladly take five thousand dollars. Yeah, but I mean, pro golfers need more than what's five thousand dollars to those guys. Like, if I'm JT, well, I, I mean, miss- that probably that probably covers their entry fees, no? Which is so stupid. It's just it's money for showing up. Okay, yeah, I guess. Thanks for coming, you shout. <laughs> I just, but um, no, the, the changes that they've made. I love the fact what Rory said yesterday of like when I turn on a Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, I expect to watch Tom Brady. When we have our big tournaments, we need to have our big guys playing, and we need yep. to have more of those tournaments. Um, yep. That, to me, is the biggest thing with golf that it needs to change. And I'm not trying to sit here and say, oh, they need to play every weekend. But there's not enough tournaments where the fields are deep enough to where it like is consistent. Like They need more to what's now 15 big tournaments, or is it 12 of them that they're calling it? Like The big yeah. 12 tournaments. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, like that's... That's 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 awesome. That'd be three straight months of golf. That's just filled with a massive field. So another thing that I really liked uh, that I'm reading here is if you get to the tour championship. So I believe that's top thirty on tour for yes. the season. You automatically get a two year extension. Yes, so, awesome. Yeah, great, great stuff. And there's no more fifteen season minimum for a lifetime membership. Yeah, like again, that's just so dumb. Yeah, I mean, I feel like 
having a 15 season minimum is just incredibly lofty. Like how many guys even have 15 year careers when Dude, it comes to I any don't professional I don't even know sport, if I've done anything call. for 15 years other than my own life. <laughs> right. Right. Like, but I mean, anyway, good for them. Rory JT already have that lifetime membership. So that's good. Okay. I'm sure more guys coming down the pipe, mm-hmm. but anyway, that's, that's <laughs> Dustin good Johnson. Yeah. Shout. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a good thing. Um, all right, that's about it on golf, unless you had anything else you wanted to add. No, I mean, the. Uh, I know you were shitting on me the other day about the old stadium thing. It's basically going to be like a top golf type thing. So. We can, we, we don't have to get into that. No, I know. I, I'm just saying I'm not against the idea. I feel like it. I think people are thinking it's going to be something that's not. Like, it's not going to be taken seriously. Like. Well, I mean, it depends on like how much money guys can make if they win, and if it'll affect their their FedEx Cup standings. I would hope it doesn't affect their FedEx Cup standings. It's six, nine golfers. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. It's three teams of nine. Uh, three teams of three. Oh, so it'll probably be like an off season thing, just to like have yeah. fun and make money. It's in They'll January. probably do a lot for charity or whatever. But cool. I just I don't think it's going to be like everyone's like this is changing the game of golf. No, I'm I don't like, think that the the Tiger Golf League is going to be what changes golf. I'm like guys. That's so, and I think it's great to get like that. To me, is catered to the younger group of fans. Yeah, that that's, need, that golf that's, that's catered to like the Fortnite crowd and the TikTok. That, kids that and, golf needs yeah. to start getting to like it's a yeah. different world. Kids don't want to play golf; it's boring as shit. Like, like, but golf's a great game, so kids do need to start playing it more, and like more yeah. diverse groups of people need to be playing that sport. Sure, sure, but like, sure, sure. it's not what I think people are thinking it's going to be, and I think that. They did. I do think that that is a reactionary decision over response, but whatever. I digress. Yeah, I mean, Michael look, I Elias, think, I hate you. Get off my TV. I think any strides that the PGA makes is probably a good. Mike, thing. get on, get on the, get on the pod, please. Actually, I would actually love to talk to you. All right, that's it for golf. Last thing I wanted to talk about this week: college football. Uh, I have one thing written down under under where it, where it has. We're uh, coming to yesterday. Is that it? That's not it. Uh. No. It, Probably should have been it. Damn it. I literally just have back. Back. College who's, football. Who's back. back? My back? No, college football. It's back. back. It's back. Dude, we got college football this weekend. On its back. Y- yeah. Sure. Stringing one right into its belly button. Oh, that's that's on the front side. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for running down human anatomy for me, Scott. Yeah. Uh, yeah. College football's back. We got Northwestern versus Nebraska in Dublin, Ireland this week. <laughs> Do they know what football is out there? Hey, man. This isn't the first time they've done that. Last, I, I can't remember the last time. The last time that I actually can recall it happening was 2012 when Notre Dame played Navy. Notre Dame won that game 50-10. to 10. And my dad was in attendance, actually. Said it was really cool. Why are you looking at me like that? That's dumb. Dude, college football's back. Can you just be happy for Oh, dude, I told you. I'm so it's not until Labor Day week. All right. Whatever. And then I'm going to get real juiced and jazzed up so, for a week 1 Maryland win. I'm thinking they're going to win 12 games. And then they win 5. And then they win 4. And they and they, and miss they a, lose they lose in the Monarchy Car Care Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Come on. Come on. They won a bowl game last year. Did they? At Yankee Stadium, yeah. Oh, they, they won the Pinstripe Bowl. Yeah, against the, uh, against uh, the old the old Hokies, hon. Good for you. Know Frank Beamer, he had a Hokie sandwich <laughs> underneath his chin. That thing, I know he may have some sort of disease. That thing did not look good. Um, he is the Hokie. So, naturally, college football being back means that me betting on college football is back. I remember a couple of years ago, you said you didn't like college football. 
No, I've been very vocal about not being a college football guy just because there's makes, so much. Makes no sense to me. No, I, dude, I know. That'd be like that'd be like me being like, nah. I don't, Look, I, I don't like Harry Styles. I enjoy, no I enjoy like the entity that is college football, but like I don't, I just, I like I don't have a team, so I don't really have a rooting interest. And like I'll I'll tune in for like the big games, like the big um, the big conference games, and then like the bowl games, obviously. So like hold on, you're saying playoffs. like you don't sit down on like a Saturday and just throw college football? Oh on no, I I do, but like I don't intently pay attention. Like I'll flip back and forth between like three or four games, especially if I'm betting on them. But like I don't intently follow each individual game like I do with the NFL. What? Why? Why not? I feel like you're judging me. No, no, no. I'm curious. <laughs> I don't know. Like. I th- I really do think it's just because I don't have a Can team. Can you try this year? Yeah. Th- that was actually going to be Make a team. Get a team. Yeah, that so we're You got to so fans, you have to forgive us. Like Maryland the Terps suck. We're at getting football. we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. That oh, was going to be Sorry. But anyway, so I'm I'm betting on this game this weekend, naturally. Uh so Nebraska is playing Northwestern as we mentioned, it's going to be played in Dublin, Ireland. Mm-hmm. Nebraska is a 12 and a half point favorite. Okay. Uh, Nebraska minus 12 and a half is getting 47% of the bets, but 73% of the money. Nebraska is minus 590, or excuse me, they opened minus 590 on the money line. And the over-under is 50 and a half. Any ideas where I'm going with this? No. Slamming the under. I am not touching the spread. I heard a stat yeah. the other day, Northwestern. I was going to say, like, being a 12-point favorite, but the over-under is 50-something, that's kind of, that's a... It's a massive margin there. Exactly. See, I'm getting it now. You are. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thanks. So I saw a stat the other day. Northwestern is returning either 10 or 11 of their 11 offensive starters from last season, which some people may think, oh, good. Um, no, that could be bad. Last year, they had statistically one of the worst offenses in college yep. football. I was going to say that. I, so they're, they're returning a bunch of guys. That where's stick. Northwestern even from? Chicago. That's not Northwest. <laughs> um, so I wasn't going to – take the points with Northwestern. Ah, we're going to name our university the Northwest. And I also was not going to lay the points with Nebraska because it's Nebraska. So, I'm taking the under. I'm on the under 50 and a half. Yeah, I like that. My thoughts is there's no preseason for these guys. They've just been yeah. practicing, right? They don't they they got to shake the rust off. Oh. This is a Big 10 game. So naturally, it's going to lean more towards the lower scoring yep. side of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're traveling to Ireland. They've probably already been there for a week, but they're in Ireland, right? And it's a six thirty kick local, twelve o'clock kick for us. So I'm just thinking with the travel, the practice, the lack of games. I'm going with the under here. I like that. That's a good pick. Nice, nice job. Thanks. So me taking the under means there's going to be eighty five points scored in this game. But we got college football, and that's all. That's all I'm worried about. On its back. On its back. Correct. Mm-hmm. All right, that's about it. Wait, who's your team for this year? Yeah, so I was going to get to it in shout-outs. I was going to let you go first if, if you want to take oh. the floor for any oh. closing remarks or shout-outs yeah. or anything like uh, that. Closing remark, shout-out is, uh, is to my wonderful, awesome father. Uh, my dad has done a... Oh, Kevin Bradley. He's a great man, um, as Roach would call him, Steve. Um, my dad has done something really cool that I don't think a lot of young men get to see is have your father become... Um, what's the right word? He doesn't mind me saying this. Reinvented. Yeah, he's like, um, he's become much more sensitive. He's become much more like aware of things. Um, and I think that not, not very often do middle-aged men do that. Certainly not. Um, and I have a massive respect for him. He cut down two trees this week, 
And me being the, the person I am, we were grilling. I was sitting next to him. He told me he was going to do that. And I was like, oh, man, that sucks. I love trees. I don't know what to tell you. And um, my dad says, yes, I've been losing <laughs> I've been losing some sleep over it. He's just becoming a more tenderhearted guy because he understands that trees do are a living. If it, it, and just, you know, kind of being around your dad over the last few months or so, it kind of feels like he's starting to challenge his reactionary thoughts yeah. and, and his knee-jerk seems to... Like- it seems like my dad. This is getting really deep. It, seems, it feels like he's learning a lot from not just you, but all of your siblings. It's the the three. I think his four sons have impacted him, which is really cool. But I feel like my dad is is like settling in finally. Like I feel like my dad's resting finally, which is really cool to see. Yeah, most middle aged men don't show feelings to their Definitely boys, especially not. not their sons. Definitely not. Um, and and he's he's doing that, which is really cool to see. So shout out to my pops, Kevin wow. Steve Bradley. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. Good yeah. for Kevin. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Uh, so once again, I'm going to, second week in a row, take it in a little bit of a different direction. <laughs> my uh, my shout out this week is Manti Teo. Wait a minute. What? How do we go from... Why? <laughs> he got catfished. No. So listen, you obviously haven't watched it. I told you to watch it. You didn't. That's par for the course. I don't watch things. Dude. I know. I've been trying to get you to watch the Supreme... I digress. <laughs> I watched the the documentary. Most people have it. Was really it came out on Netflix. Uh, I want to say I have heard very ago. very good things. Like not it's, just like supporting him, but yeah, like yeah, like no, just, it's a good doc. Very well done documentary. Tells the story from a bunch of different angles. No, called a doc. Very good doc. Thank you. Um, and it really it I don't want to say it paints Manti Teo in a in a better light because I think the story it was very like. The people media, didn't have the full picture. The media was very quick to tear him down, which is just par for the course for the it's United the media. States media. Yeah. But, like, it, it does a really good job of telling the story from Manti. Like, Manti's on it. The person who was behind the fake Facebook account that catfished him is also a big part of it, which pissed me off because it's just a sick and fucked up individual. Yeah. I hate them, but whatever. Quick question. Yeah. Is that person, do you, like, you see? Yeah, oh, yeah. Is yeah, it, they get they get FaceTime. They get to tell their side of the story. Is Manti with them? No, 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 no. Okay. Man, Manti said that he's not spoken. I believe to. Oh, okay. Okay. Naya, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But anyway, my shout out is to Manti Teo because at the end of the uh, second episode of the doc, it's a two part doc, one hour each, so two hours total. And at the second part of the doc, at the end of it, Manti Teo has a really, really great and profound line where I, I, I don't want to butcher it and and not do it justice because it really is great but he basically says like after all the people in his life whether it was in college to the nfl you know dating all the way back to when he was a kid in in hawaii there were so many people that tried to tear him down and and he just kind of let it go because of that one person who whether it was after he got drafted by the chargers or it was a fan of notre dame like a little kid who would come up to him and say, like, you're my hero, you're my yeah. inspiration, I love watching you play football, I love, you know, being able to look up to you and see you do what you do. He said that, you know, he continues to strive on for that person, mm-hmm. and it was just after all the shit that he had been put through. Yeah, that's cool. Like, he of he's one of those people who, Of like, all people should be quite bitter. Right, you would not blame him for being angry or resentful to anybody for anything that happened post-fallout of his situation. And he still just, you know, he keeps going. He maintains a great attitude. Yeah, I love so, that. Yeah, th- I love the doc. I, I, I I've been telling people for the last two weeks to, to watch it. I've heard from many. I, I plan on watching it eventually. There's too many things I have to watch. My list is massive. Um, I will get to it eventually. That's cool though. It's I, it's really cool. You'll thing, you'll enjoy it. The things that I've been trying to focus on with my new like breath work and meditation is like 
shit is like there's a lot of shitty things that happen on a day to day basis. Yeah. When you really get down to think about it, like, and that's what's made me realize I'm like, damn, I focus a lot on those little. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I, it's it's funny. This is not planned. I'm glad you brought that up because that's going to transition into my next shout out. Oh, nice. My next shout out is Will Compton and. We Ravens fans have beef with the Titans because of what they did a yeah, few years him. ago. I hate him. Uh, but Will Compton was on the You Never Know podcast with mm-hmm. Mike Studd, yeah. and he had this incredible quote. It wasn't his original quote. I forget who he said he heard it from, but he brought it up on the podcast. He said, stress is the significance that we give certain things. Mm. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I've kind of always kind of, well, not always. Over the last few years, I've looked at it that way. Yeah. But I never really sat down and thought about it. Like, things that we stress out over are no different than things that we don't stress out over. It's just we put it's the significance more of a, of weight, of yeah. a stress or a strand or an impact mm-hmm. on a certain thing. And yeah. if we just, you know, we take a second to step back and be like, is this really yeah, that important? Yeah. Some things are, some things aren't. But, but you then know, it, you if could we even... challenge how we react to certain things, yeah, yeah, yeah. it allows us to, to kind of view it from a, a better angle. I'm reading, um, 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 I forget what the, the name of it is. I, I'm listening to it on audiobooks. Okay. Um, but they talk about when you have those situations of stress and annoyance and like you're just like something's just bothering you is to legitimately take a four second breath inhale, hold it for seven and mm-hmm. then exhale out of your nose for four mm-hmm. or I'm sorry for eight seconds. And like literally it's impossible to them after that breath to not like to still be angry over it. It's like almost impossible. Like you just got to like recoup and just reset. It's wonderful. What What a single breath can do, dude. Well said. Thanks, man. It's not me. It's a book that I'm reading that's <laughs> changing my life. Uh, all right. Well, that's, that puts a bow on it. Puts that it about wraps it up. By the next time we're talking, I'm a couple of days away from oh just boy. putting one right on the back. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. 13 days away, man. So I need pumped. it. I need it. I needed football. Oh, dude, we are – no. College football, we are right there. Yeah. This is the Christmas Eve of the <laughs> of the holiday season. No, it's not. This is like Halloween. Dude, Halloween sucks. Stay hydrated, everybody. Keep going. Love y'all.
I'm into you I can't hide from the truth Drop my eye, pull me closer I can't lie, I'm into you I can't hide from the truth Drop my eye, pull me closer Never 